to Around the Console. I'm Bob, and joining me are John, Sucky, and Craig. We are putting Around the Console the finale of Doctor Who Flux, Chapter 6, The Vanquishers. Um, I'm just going to come around and get a vibe. What did you think, Sucky? Okay, so I really enjoyed it. And actually, this is a special appearance for my daughter. Thank you very much. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Oh, and then goodbye. Oh, get get out. Infiltrating the actual <laughs> podcast. Hello. That was a small little cameo from my daughter, Lucky, which you'll hear from later yeah. on with the feedback section. Uh, she's bringing in a hot water bottle from my bad back. But why, yes. why are you sitting on your hot water bottle like you've got piles? I'm not and sitting on my... It's, I'm not sitting on the hot water bottle. I you did, you just put it under your ass. No, for the, I did not. For the small audio of his, small of his back, small of his back. Yes, no. I've got to tell he's got hardly any asses, Sucky, I can tell by his body figure. Well, the amount of times I've had to expose it on the YouTube channels for you guys, that is you know. True. You should you know how much arse I've actually That was your dick, anyway. actually very bony. <laughs> what, his dick? His dick. It's got fucking angles in it and everything. <laughs> It's uh, okay. Right. Yes. I. <laughs> the first time I watched it, it was confusing a bit, and it seemed rushed. And then, so I I knew that it it, it probably would be something like that. So I needed a second view, and that's what I did. I watched it a second time, and I enjoyed it so much more. Everything was explained. There's only maybe a couple of plot threads that I didn't didn't like or weren't explained, but everything else was explained. So on a second viewing, I got into this episode so much more. Go on. So you liked it? Craig yes. slapping your pad down there. What, uh... I just turned the page. <laughs> I was not turning a page. Just sl- absolutely slap that pad right on that table. It was when he said issues left. Uh, I kind of had a little list of the things I thought were left. And I just wanted to see how many issues left unresolved I thought there were. Actually, I, I pretty much agree with what Sucky said. Um, when I watched it the first time round, I, I really did enjoy it. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it felt rushed. Um, I didn't quite get... But I did. It kind of hadn't. I, I wasn't absorbing it as quick as the storyline needed to, and I didn't quite get the beauty of the multi-doctor story. It just seemed there were doctors everywhere. Um, but I, I agree that I knew when I was watching it that it was going to need a second viewing. I knew that I liked it, uh, and having watched it again for a second time, I really appreciated it so much more. I just think it was a really good. Well, it was a really great story, a really great conclusion to the finale of the series. Positive, like it, John. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to echo you guys. I think the majority of the problem is that if you watch it first time, you're never going to get it, which is an yeah. issue. Uh, however, I think, yeah, like you said, the Three Doctor stuff was good. There's still bits in it after watching it a second time that I'm not 100% sure I understand and know who is who mm-hmm. and what they mm-hmm. actually are. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it was my own expectations or anything, but I, uh, for a very complex story, there are quite a few meh endings. So um, yeah, I was. I'm. I'm. I'm not 100 against it by any stretch, but uh, it's not yeah. the best of the six. No, fair enough. I mean, I definitely agree with you guys on the second watch. Um, even on the second watch, I, I put. I, I sometimes, well, I did this time, put on subtitles just so I don't miss anything because Sontarans can't pronounce Rutons anymore. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Um, but no, it was um, definitely a second watch job, and uh, I got a lot more the second time and. I was really happy. I think the, the the problem is with this kind of thing when you're in it 
you, you theorise and you come up with these things. And when you when it doesn't happen as you think it's going to happen, or you built it up to be a lot bigger than you think it's going to be, that it is, um, then you're going to be let let down. Um, the great I, I, serpent is the is a culprit of that. Do you think? You think I think a little bit, yeah, because he was so awesome. But on the second watch, I, I did quite like it. But I think he's been I've, left. I've, he yeah, been left for uh, RT Davies to pick up if he needs him or wants him. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And and there's a couple of things really that stood out to me. I've, I've mentioned it a few times in um, in flux that quite a few of the stories have had this kind of three plot thread and again this was properly emphasised the fact there was three doctors doing three different things three different parts of the plot which I thought was cool and, and worked really well um, for me it was I, I'm, to use the word perfect is whatever but I thought everything was wrapped up great the flux and then we well, I know we, we touched it last week that I hope it's just kind of, oh, it will be the flux and then the timeless child stuff will come after. It sort of just got flirted with that a little bit and she got the warning at the end. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I think this whole six part of this flux story has been the best Doctor Who of New Who for me personally. Um, and I can't wait to go back and watch it all again. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this episode. So... Let's start with um, not necessarily the negatives, but the thing, the, the sort of endings that disappointed you. Um, and I think you were sort of saying there was a couple of bits for you, John, that you weren't quite well, happy yeah. with. The Grand Serpent ending was a little bit, oh, it's a little bit very underwhelmed by that. But it, it's not in any way misunderstood what's happened. I don't have any problem with that. But I think it just didn't really do anything. And Swarm and Azure felt a little bit as if their story was like, oh, kind of, what's the point of them? In this story, uh, other than just to fill time and be a bad enemy and a cool design, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think we've got, there's lots of aspects of this episode. Now, I think the problem is it's not the episode itself that's the issue. It, if you, well, if you look at it in in microcosm, it is. But uh, whether you've got the whole arc, it's not about the destination, is it? It's the journey, and the journey has been the fun part for us. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And yeah so the yeah. destination part, we build up to be this massive, all-consuming, brilliant thing. When it's not, it's just a culmination of a bunch of steps. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was hectic. There was lots going on, but Jodie yeah. was my fucking treat of the episode. She was. She brilliant. was incredible. Mm. Like yeah. she is. Uh, and then the second watch, I was like, she's my favourite Doctor of the New Who. Well, yeah. well, poss possibly my favourite. Same favorite. here. Same possibly. Here, possibly top of the lot she was phenomenal i think she's amazing she showed all different levels of acting ability or whatever i just think she's incredible uh, it's okay mm. did you say new who or, or all of them no i said new who definitely oh, okay. new who. Right. i was just going to say oh, for but mr mccoy being a sir yeah no it's she she was i was just absolutely mind-blowing i just think she's just an amazing actress and an amazing doctor um, just to touch on the Grand Serpent thing while, while we're on it and I, and I kind of know what you mean about I think my first watch was a bit like well what was the point in Bell and Vinda what was the point in the Grand Serpent but but the Grand Serpent storyline when I watched it the second time on reflection it's quite a big one he, he was trying to you know uh, use, use the Sontarans who were the big big bad in this you know they were the ones doing whatever they're doing with the Flux Um to, to, to then sort of take over a great <coughs> fucking race and I quite I, I know I, the time wasn't there maybe put into it but there wasn't the time there but his plan his plan was quite grandiose um, and I, that's 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 my, well, on the second view that was my sort of thing about the Grand Serpent he was an awesome awesome villain my favourite villain 
you know, one of my favourite villains in New Who, definitely a favourite villain in this Flux series. Um, so I know what you mean, maybe he wasn't given whatever, but his plot was quite massive. I it was, I it was quite it... nicely explained, I thought, the way it kind of, it just in that few moments, you realise with the Doctor's questioning that, you know, he'd had his empire, whatever it was, which is where it was with Vinder right at the very beginning, wasn't it, where he had all this power mm. and then he lost it. So I thought, it, yeah, it, it was a little bit underwhelming, but that's only because we'd speculated so much about it. And it came to some down to something really simple, but I actually really liked the simplicity of the plot when mm. it came to it. And I liked the fact that it was nothing big. It was just another adversary. It yeah. wasn't a timeline. It was just a new race, explained, wanting to get his power back. And I thought the ending was great with the way- People are still wanting to say it's Rassilon. But I mean, you know, why do you be, have to have that? Why, why exactly? Why do you have to have that? And, yeah. and, and us exploring the possibilities going up to that, it's yeah. not on the Doctor Who writer to sort of yeah. yeah. And it while was just it, a cool adversary that we did a good job all the way through, and it was a new a new plot. The one just, problem I do have with the Great Serpent thing is that it did. It really felt like it was there just as a device to get Vinda and Bell into well, the Doctor's company and Kate Stewart. A little bit the same. She was just there for. Now you now do anything. Now you mentioned Vinder yeah. and Bell, and this is an opportune moment. Sorry, it's okay. I'll just have this, and then you. No. I'll let you in. But um, the Vinder and Bell thing. Now that's been hyped up. Is it the Doctor's baby? All this kind of stuff. Well, I love on second viewing. First, it was a bit like, what was the point in them? But the just characters in the plot. Yeah, and, and I, that's and that's all right. They were just I, love, lovers trying to find each other, and and yeah, cool. I love just because. Sorry, go on, Suki. Sorry. I was just going to say, it wasn't the production company or anybody within the production company that's hyped up. No, no, I know. Bella no. Yeah. It's yeah. just been the fans, and that's what's happened. That The fans' expectation yeah. of whatever their storyline was going to be has built it up to such a degree. And then when, when it's not <laughs> actually... Characters. Yeah. They're just ordinary characters caught up in the Doctor's... Uh, shenanigans yeah which I, I thought was that. brilliant yeah, yeah sorry Craig sorry they, were, they, were, they were just a couple weren't they it, it, that's all it yeah. was they were just a couple that had a baby and it showed their love and their companionship and it was just a bit cool because it had that little techno gizmo and it was just really lovely but we'd all read into it and we were looking for storylines and, and there wasn't one it was just normal life with uh, a couple I, I, love I, trying to find each other I loved I, it I, I love that because I was like ha that feels like <laughs> old, that feels like old who though isn't it yeah that's it feels why because like, you don't have to have the, no, you know, the, the problem is, is like every every uh, iteration of Doctor Who, they've got to up the ante and up the ante. And it's like, yes, universe is at stake. What they're going to do next? The multiverse yeah. is at stake. And yeah. You don't need yeah. to do that because the simplicity of these little personal stories are what we like Who for as yeah. well. Yeah, we're, See, not just what... for the, we're not just doing it for the shits and giggles and, and you know all the, yeah. all the kicks. I think, yeah, but my, I agree. But when Chibnall tried to do it in series one, he got slated so much, didn't he, for not having these big stories or a big finale. So it seems in his tenure, he's gone from almost no, well, no story out really, obviously the seed of the timeless child, no finale to this massive grandiose thing, which I think has just really paid off for him. Mm, I, think think. So. And the I think so. I think okay. as well with this six part story is the fact that he used new elements he didn't use a lot of old elements he just brought back the Centaurans for the one episode mm. and this finale Weeping Angels for one episode uh, the Daleks and Cybermen were just in it for a little yeah. amount Units Kate Stewart were in for a little amount half an episode probably 10-15 minutes maximum over the six episode thing but everything else I think was brand new brand yeah. new yeah. and it just worked with just using the, because that's what you want with sometimes what you want with Doctor Who. It's not always looking to the past 
to to entertain you. You want something new to be able to carry on the legacy, be able to move on to uh, new things and go. Oh yeah, that's that's something brand new. We'll we'll go with that. We we don't have to keep looking at the back the past to bring someone like uh, John said somebody thinking the Grand Serpent was Rassilon other people have thought he was a master other people have thought he was a Rani type meddling monk uh, all sorts of things but well, he, he was just, yeah. just a brand new character that the Sontarans brilliantly in this. I think this they is the best amazing. I've seen the Sontarans yeah. possibly even ever written. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, were, they were just awesome the way they looked, the menace, the, their obsession with battle, the remorselessness, but also the... Funny. The, the, the funny, the, the little, you know, the chocolate and things like that. They kept true to the character, the way they just wiped <laughs> just, out. I just well with the Sontarans. I mean, I did laugh out loud in a few bits, and that was mainly thanks to the Sontarans. When they're in that corner shop, because yeah. they've they discovered basically they're addicts for chocolate. I was, you know, and it was, um, and just when, he, when they kept, the doctor came and then he asked Kevin, he was like, more scum. Dan came, three scum, and stuff like that. And he's just got his mouth covered in chocolate. And then just the way they tell him about these tiny morsels in paper and all this kind of stuff, I thought that was so funny. That was new um, though, wasn't it? We'd never had the chocolate thing before. No, it's I've... because it was just to try to get a source of energy. Yeah, because I thought, the, yeah. yeah, and I just I... thought that this corner shop infiltration idea was very Douglas Adams ridiculous yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Th- that also explains the, the bit with uh, the War of the Centaurans where uh, Mrs. Seacole had uh, Madame Seacole had uh, Mary Seacole had um, a Centauran in a hospital for a number of days how did he survive without having a, uh, something being put into the back of his private vent chocolate like, it's because he was given chocolate or food to be able to keep him sustained they don't need that private vent to mm. be able to go for days without, uh, you know, yeah. for survival. I quite, I liked it. Do you know, you, you hum, ummed, John. Was he that did, not a yeah. thing for you? No, but not for the right reasons have I ummed. I'm only umming because uh, the best sauce of chocolate is not going to be a corner shop. It's going to be a fucking massive chain <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, I understand narratively, it's Doctor Who. We don't need to be strictly fucking tied to the point, but That's come on, brilliant. just fucking break into... Dairy Milk's Warehouse. I, I, I literally live across the road from Nestle's uh, in York, so yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's quite relevant. <laughs> I might get an invasion of Sontarans coming at me. But, uh, yeah, but I just thought uh, you are right, like. But if it, it was, had been uh, a chocolate funny. factory, it would have made a bit more sense. Yeah, but, but these are scattered geographically around the whole country, rather than yeah. in one centre. Yeah, so by the looks of it as well, it's the commanders really? that seem to be addicted. It, yeah. The, the run-of-the-mill Sontaran soldiers—they're sent away. So Standard. the commanders, yeah, the, the, the commanders of each of these platoons yeah. know Standard. exactly where to go. And I, I love that they kind of, the way in which there was a real Sontaran plot in this, wasn't it? It had the revenge and then it was an attempt, obviously, to get control, use the flux and then to kill the Cybermen, to get rid of the Daleks. There's a real kind of master plan going on for the Sontarans, which I thought was a really good way to do it. They're taking out the biggest two enemies and again, try to raise their level of a threat. I, th- I thought it was just really... I mean, the, the fleeting appearances of the Daleks and Cybermen just added to the beauty of it in some ways. Those spaceships appearing were awesome. It was yes. it was, it was cool, yeah. No, it, it, yeah, visually, amazing. Yeah. That CGI was just stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, with just a couple of things with the Sontarans, obviously, they said Rutan, Rutan, so whatever he said, yeah. which was cool. And there was a, there was a bit which <laughs> reminded me of uh, Anthony Early in Legopolis when he's speaking, yes. to the, speaking to the universe. And I was like, ooh... 
Nice one, yeah. Chibbers. Nice one, well, Chibbers. Chibbers has put again. loads of these in in every yeah. episode, hasn't he? Oh, he yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm, I, you know, I fucking I love, love all that stuff. And not on, It's not all the time quite subtle, but sometimes it's yeah, just it's just wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, Williamson, bless him. It reminded me a bit, a bit of the Van Gogh thing when he, you know, when Van Gogh discovers that he was brilliant and it was worth it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and uh, I, I just love that. And I thought, you know, I, I've touched on a few times when we've done the, the previous episodes that he's a bit um, sort of League of Gentlemen character, but I thought he was yeah. awesome. I, um, he was toned that. down, wasn't he? In yeah, this he was great. I, th- I think he suffered from the fact that I think all of these plot threads had. Let's fucking finish it quickly. Let's not piss about. Yeah. And so, like, he's there one minute, and then, all right, I'm off forever. All right, that just happened in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. His art closed down. And there was a bunch of those sort of really felt like rushed endings. Mm. The it was it was pacey. It was quick. You did have to keep yeah. up. And I think, like like we've all said, we had to watch it a second time. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and and I love that, because get, you get more for your money, don't you? Do you know, like... Be distracted again. He's ringing this, okay. He set his baby no, alarm. But it's my alarms for more pills and me blood pressure thing. Oh. And to wake up for the podcast. Well, at least you're here. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Pop your Viagra now, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to show now to get the YouTubers in there. Yeah, you want it to be big. But yeah, the whole Doors... Well, Williamson, the whole Doors thing, you know, I thought that was a lovely, mm. lovely, yeah. uh, lovely idea. The fact that he's noticing these little time distortions whatever they want to call them and he's putting doors on them labeling them and he's he's building because he's seeing the flux he's building the, this is the reason why these tunnels were built were to protect people um and i love the doors idea and and it's just little things like that which i think were brilliant um i think i've got made around it were they just sort of like little issues because the, fl- the flux in time had caused them or what was it have i got that wrong that again I, is one yeah. of the things that wasn't really explained very easily or very yeah. clearly oh. I, I think the, gone, no, just uh, no, no, fuck just, you both. I'm gonna go. No, but I'm not. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the flux because the flux seems to be on the end of some most of them doors, yeah. right? Because he did say that there's a lot of uh, after a bit the doors uh, were just turning to, to black, right? So I think because uh, the flux was happening and time was being manipulated on Atropos, right, uh, or uh, allowed to run freely. There's a lot of fa- uh, fabric of space and time was being corrupted just in that little spot of Liverpool by the looks of it, which yeah. led to the doors being which, all over the place. Yeah, which which looked and, great against Liverpool, by the way. Yeah, and the oh, Tardis as yeah. well. I love that shot of the Centauri standing with the Beatles. <laughs> if you saw yeah. that, the panning <laughs> there is just standing right behind the Beatles. It was it was cool. It was I, cool. I've got to be honest and say that for me. I love the idea of the Williamson Tunnel, but it just, I don't know if it was his acting, like we said last week, being a bit League of Gentlemen, not his acting, the portrayal of it. He yeah, did a good yeah. job. It just didn't seem to work for me in the way that the other story elements did. And I get it, I get exactly what you said, Bob, you know, the tunnels leading to different places are brilliant. And I love the way they were able to move from time a little bit through it. And I love it being the imprisonment for the Grand Serpent. But there was just, I don't know, somehow it- We didn't get a lot of information on it. Well, we got no. some information on it, but we didn't get a lot of screen time on it. What we had no. about- a total of probably about a minute of It feels the stuff. least co- coherent yeah. element of the story. It's like, how did Kate Stewart get there suddenly as the why hero of human there? resistance? Yeah, that just got left. And how did why she was know she from in, How did she know from inside that tunnel that all these Sontarans were in Chile? Yeah, I, I didn't get that bit. So, she, I, yeah. 
That's my least favorite she just, bit. She's got to have a network of people still uh, loyal to her up and down. Yeah, yeah, no, we um, understand that, but the fact that it wasn't even, they didn't even attempt to kind no, of but... do that, it, it, it's fine because I you think... can extrapolate. We're, we're, we're intelligent viewers. We can sort of work stuff out while we're watching. Yeah. Uh, but it did feel disconnected because of that. It wasn't, it didn't really impact on the how good the story no, and I don't think it even needed to say that. She could have just said, you know, she was continuing to work as a solo agent, probably would have had a better kudos to me than being this head of the Sontar or not, because you didn't see it. Why would you have to say that sentence? She, she did mm. it on her own. I, th I think, you know, if this was 10 episodes, there was plenty yeah. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. To, to, yeah. to fill it, we'd you know. We would have got Kate properly introduced and, and showing her in context rather and than just a person. And Most a good, of these episodes are 55, 50 to 55, one hour long at times. Yeah. So I bet if you actually work those out into 45 minute slots, you're going to at least get another one, maybe one and a bit episodes. Well, I think as well with the Williamson doors in the tunnel, you know, you could have had a full episode on that. Yeah. You could have had, you know, you could have used a lot of this. There's a lot of brilliant stuff, which for me was resolved it well, but it could have had a lot more screen time. Um, that's what I think. It's okay, sorry. Now, well, there has been things that have been said in Twitterverse that this, of course, was going to be like an eight-episode season. And because they'd condensed, uh, decided to make two of them specials, uh, they took, uh, they've just taken it out of the season. Everything had to be condensed. So that's why it might look a bit rushed in that today's episode or the uh, Vanquishers. Uh, but everything was explained, but some characters were sort of redundant, I think. Kate Shute, I think, was redundant. Justin yeah. Williamson in this episode was sort of redundant. Yeah. Diane. She was there for fan service. Yeah. Diane, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, she came up with the idea right at the end about Passenger, but what exactly did she do for I the whole I think she was the experience of being inside yeah. the Passenger. Inside the Passenger, yeah. To get that understanding in the first place. So someone had to go in there and get that. And also it just gave a little bit broader characterization to Dan, perhaps, just a little yeah, bit more. that's what I'm thinking it is. Yeah. But the other thing there as well, if there's each passenger contains half a million people, why was Claire the one that had been targeted initially that's... in the first episode by Azua, the one to survive? A Diane. Diane. Diane, sorry, Diane. Yeah, well, I think I think the implication is that Azure wanted to play with her, but there was never any backup on that little end of no. episode that we saw. I, no. I think I think we mentioned before. I think unfortunately, Azure and Swarm in this episode, I thought they were so amazing during those first few, and then in this, they just seemed tiny little puppets of time itself, which if they, yeah. they, they were we great, address, and they just disappeared. Let me address what, no. what that what is. What is time do? Is that a thing that happens in Doctor Who? Time no, man no, never. Himself? That's new. Never seen that before. Well, no, it's, we've never seen the planet time. We've never seen Atrophos before. So this is a new myth, you know, myth in Doctor Who, I suppose. Oh, right. um, where, where if, if you're a planet called time, that's where time is balance centered and comes from. It's a really good seed to add to add to the story. It to is to add for future. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, it's okay. The the bit that stands out for me is is your and the doctor uh, story like uh, conversation that they had where they're talking and it's all about faith. The faith is swarm and azure likes to destroy things and that is their complete faith. That's what they want to do. And doctor wants to keep things alive and grow and build. That's her faith and that's all that. And then that's also sort of explained towards the end because they're trying to go. Uh, they they're trying going to release their savior who is time, 
and that's what they do but they can't, haven't been able to release him properly but they still get the ascension as she says and she's she does she does she, she's uh, disintegrated or removed or whatever that happens to her so they right? can be used again yeah, yeah because uh, they seem they're, happy they're with that, that was my yeah they're acolytes the disciples of time right so it's like a religion forum you could say that's what I, I, I seem to read that into it and it seemed to be that's the way it seemed to be explained in the episode with that conversation with the doctor and that little bit where they're being destroyed at the end with time being almost well time loop wasn't it it was a continual yeah, time well, loop there to power off I, I quite like that idea that the, the, the flux would coincide with destroying Atropos and then they play it on a loop you know through time well, it, make, it makes sense because like matter would be gone when flux had finished its job and that would yes. release time fully so time would be basically released God yeah. in a in whatever space there is when there isn't a universe, and that and and that was their you know that's their failure. That's why obviously time killed them because yeah. they didn't they, they failed. The yeah. issue I've just thought of with Swarm and Azure is that there was a thing about we have had this dance often throughout the ages. Yeah, and that never went to where it was supposed to. I don't think. I don't know whether that was left in. Like, it meant for the past one. Do you it's, think we'll yeah. see them again? But but no. But my confusion was like. It, this is the first time they've done that, isn't yeah. it? Yes. So why is, is this something that... It, it made it look like Swarm and Azure had been battling the Doctor all the time over ages and ages past. That's well, not it, the case. But, and it was confusingly done. But it was it, from, the, from the previous lives. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I read it the same as Bob. But she can't remember. The, the division type <laughs> Finger well, me. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, Bob. <laughs> well, what I'm thinking there, though, is because this is a multiverse sort of the universe, which I know Bob hates the word, but it's a multiverse uh, uh, set of universes. They might have been released in all the universes first to help po with the destruction there. Polydimensional, should we say that? Yeah. That's another, that could be useful. Polydimensional then. Polydimensional story uh, universes out there. So therefore, they might have been released in those universes where they've been able to do what they've wanted to do, destroy it, rewind, destroy it, before whichever incarnation of the, do the oh. timeless child before she appeared in the, our universe. Yes, that makes sense. It. So Swam and Azure have been doing this on different in, for different universes than winning. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the one where they tried it and it failed. But it just feels weird that he was a prisoner of division for uh, for eons, and, and I didn't understand the whole track of it. Doesn't really make logical sense for me. But I'm fine. It's fine. It was really enjoyable, though. I was gonna. Yeah, I, I, I thought all everything was resolved fairly simplistically, but because of the constraints of time given to it I think you can pour <clears throat> calls into it you know it's still put, entertaining as fuck so. it was oh, absolutely God, yeah. entertaining and um, Jericho oh, oh this was Jericho I what, love Jericho what yeah. a brilliant death scene yes. and all that it was fantastic and yeah. the thing that I loved the most and, and I think it kind of echoes what I've felt about this whole thing he just went what an awfully big adventure yes yeah. and that and that to me is this flux. flux I'm sure been, that's been that line's been said in Doctor Who by a doctor in the past. I bet you. It, it reminded me more of um, sort of Tolkien kind of kind you of thing. It reminded yeah. not him, but it reminded me of Adric's death. Oh, very, of, very of his time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I just thought, yes, you are right, Jericho, and yeah. I'm really sad that you're going to die. But this yeah. is it. What, what, what was? What, the, he, the, he, not, he maybe lives on in other 
Poly dimensions. <laughs> I like the fact they did it actually because it shows the the seriousness that there is in the, you know leaving the or what, traveling with the doctor. Because we've had like Amy and Rory get past stranded in time. Donna with the memory wipes. We've never actually had a companion killed not for a very long time. And I know he, he wasn't a companion, but he was an association <laughs> of the doctor. And I quite liked that just raising the stakes a little bit. That Chibnall's done that. There's a risk for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think. Yeah, for for me that was it was just a beautiful and sad and all them things. Yeah. With um I just want to talk about actually so we've we've touched on the doctor's past and the the watch coming out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think I think after we get over New Year, the next couple of specials, I'm kind of hoping we'll we'll do some resolving on the timeless child. But Carvanista, bless him, all the, the power he got killed, all of them. They had some cracking dog lines in this, didn't they? Oh, they did. but I, thought, I loved it. But Carvinista, I thought, was brilliant in this because yeah. he must be, yeah. you can't really yes. tell apart from his eyes. Yes. He's acting, but he's great. You know, you can sense his sadness, his, his, his anger yeah. towards what the Sontarans had done. And then this whole thing that he's got this thing in his head that he can't tell the doctor about when he was his with the doctor's companion yeah. him or her or whatever um, and he's incredibly angry and sad about that because obviously he had great affection or does have great affection for the doctor and he couldn't believe it when she came after him for knowledge of the division at the beginning of this whole thing I just thought that was that was a great thing as well yeah, I, I think he's actually one of my favourite characters in the whole of this flux. Yeah. Uh, when he first came on, it shocked me. I still remember this day in the first episode thinking, oh my God, what, what's going on here? Uh, and I just loved him. I loved the humour. I loved the loyalty. I loved the, the characterization and the and the steady unravelling of him, you know, ending up being a previous companion of the Doctor. But yeah. again, real character development. Gonsuki's putting putting his finger at me now. He's after fingering me. <laughs> Craig, always. <laughs> See, what I'm thinking there, though, Carvinista is not just angry because of a... Uh, what, what is it? He, he's more angry about the fact that the Doctor abandoned him mm. all those years ago. That's They were probably close uh, companion-doctor relationship that they had, close on various missions with Division and probably without, and they'd just gone... And then all of a sudden, the Doctor abandoned him. And he couldn't, he couldn't look for her, couldn't find her, didn't know what had happened. Right? Doesn't realise that she, the memories have been wiped, and yeah. she had to, they had to start all over again with uh, William Hartnell's character, Doctor. Um, so he doesn't realise all that, even though when he, he has, she is trying to explain it to, him, he doesn't seem to want to have it. And the he fact he can't explain it to her because his brain will blow out. <laughs> That's a well. cracking line. I can't talk about it. You kind of feel for it because yeah. literally I can't because because he'll want it. He'll want to yeah. talk about it, won't he? You yeah. know, yeah. He's, he's, he's had a really shit time in his episode when that comes out and he's, all his race are dead like his carbonist, the blessing. Yeah, the, like doctor's, the doctor's trying to explain it away, but she can't take away the pain that he's had of feeling yeah. abandoned and he's got to stick yeah. with him whether she's remembering about it or not. And she doesn't know either. No. You know, she she's yeah. only had this tiny little glimpse when, you know, from episode three when they were doing all that uh, timey-wimey crazy stuff. Um Cool. I'm going to go around and just get some final thoughts, which I'm sure we'll have one or two bits and pieces, and I'll, I'll come to you first, uh, Suki. Have you got any notes that I've you would like to finish us with? Yeah. Oh, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a load of notes. There's about eight pages worth here. Um, there's a, 
the stormtroopers, Sontaran stormtroopers. That's what they are, really, aren't they? They're like Star Wars stormtroopers. What, basically shit hit, shots. Yeah, but they can hit a fucking tiny ring on the floor. Yeah, they can hit a ring. <laughs> oh, it's just silver. But then you've got the other thing with Star Wars. They had the side swipes, which were magnificent, because it just reminded me of the old Star Wars film, where they'd suddenly swipe from yeah. one scene to yeah, another. Yeah, transitions, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I love that. Um the, the fact that there's, there's three doctors all interacting with each other, Brilliant. trying to, and they're all communicating at the same time and they're jumping from one scene to another, but they're all in different places, but it's all played by the same actress and she was magnificent. Yep. Like doing all three scenes, different uh, settings, uh, whatever was happening to each character, that character in those settings, and she played it great. And I think just the fact that we had three doctors in a storyline. Even when she played time, there was a different element there, wasn't there? She actually played four characters in the in the program itself. Oh yes, time. What, time, she time and she did yeah. it really deadpan. I thought she was cool at that. I was I was so impressed by Jodie. Sorry to put in there something. But That's um, she, the way she plays comedy seriousness anger all of the emotions the the range that's on display yeah. and she takes it there's not many people that can do that and she absolutely nails that and at the end with the the master uh, you know, we know what's coming, yeah. It's all coming for you and all that. It was cool. I loved all that. <laughs> Sorry, Sucky, go on. That's all right, no, the, uh, the One of the scenes that really stand out for me visually is the one where she's transported to the house and Swarm and Azura there. And now everything, the doctor yes. and the backgrounds are Crooked all black house. and white. Yes. Yeah. Their and colour. then you had Swarm and Azure were in colour. And then when she's been disintegrated in that seat, that, was, that scene, her hands uh, have red dust coming off them. Uh, but everything is still black and white. And I think just thinking of that, those scenes, that was well done by whoever decided to do it like well, that. The thing about the Crooked House Love as well is the fact it's her memories. So they're sort of disguised in this weird, sorry, illogical house. Yeah. And all of her memories are disguised and whatever in there. So there's still that perception filter, if you like from this crooked house and as a visual it works cleanly and I love the idea as well you've got to sort of think about it and you don't know much about it and I like that a lot the um you fall asleep he's no. just checking his text messages <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the, the scenes where the doctors are actually interacting <laughs> with each other uh, she She's flirting with herself. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a crush on so, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're cute. Thank you. So are you. I've got such a crush on her. On yeah. her. And I right, think so, the Doctor's ego is is massive in any incarnation. The Doctor's yeah. ego is huge, uh, depending on the actor who plays the Doctor. But she, I think it was kind of like a, maybe a little nod, little bit of piss take, a little wink. I don't know. I'd love that though. It was great. Yeah. But as a sort, as you go along, storyline goes along in the episode, right? You do notice that she's getting a bit niggly with herself as well. Yeah. Right. So like, even though she's got a crush on her, a bit later on, that'll get shorty with me or something like that, right? And uh, she keeps interrupting her spells and yeah. about sniping it. Just, you know, so maybe the love affair's over by the uh, the end of the episode. Um, the the fact that the doc the Centaurans, uh, lose the Cybermen and Daleks away from Earth, because it's not Earth that this uh, final flux event is going to happen. That's the whole point of having this psychic command centre, was to find out where 
this psychic of uh, the flux, <clears throat> final flux event was going to happen. Didn't once I found that happened. Didn't Tectayun say that the end would be Earth? Yes. She no, did. that was the apex. Uh, the, the, the first one was centered on Earth to go towards Earth, but then you had uh, a swarm of Azua decide they're going to move it to Atropos. If you if you watch, uh, yeah, but it's that like the... literally a line in there that you've got to have yeah. a big plot change that you very quickly skirted over. Yeah, that's what that's why I picked it up on the second viewing. I didn't notice it on the first view. Second viewing, it you hear, me. yeah, swarm swarm standing there while do the doctor and um, the doctor and as you're having their conversation, swarm standing next to you, and all of a sudden uh, they, they mention Atropos is going to be the the center of the flux. Uh, it's going to head towards there, cool. and that's where. Um, but they they needed to know the location. The Suntorans needed to know the location. That way, it'd be there at the beginning of this flux event, so well, they can explained. bring. So they can have all the ships there at one stage, right at the beginning, before it gets even more powerful and starts spreading or contracting in towards Atropos. Uh, once that's happened. This is where the whole confusion is the whole universe destroyed or as everything, uh, uh, what what's going to happen in the future is only Earth surviving. This is the confusion that's happening within fandom. It, it's all explained within this story. But it's not explained uh, clearly, is it? It is explained clearly. It's not, though, because I still don't fucking get it. Okay. And I watched it right. twice and I'm taking detailed notes. It just like must have happened. Poof. Must be a lie I don't need. I don't need you to give me the evidence for everything. Sookie. No, no. Just no, do no, the rest no. of your notes. I don't at, need to explain. Your, I don't need you to explain leisure. the whole show for at, me right now. At your own leisure. They've not had a tip for a while. At your own leisure. And I can try to advertise our website here. At your own leisure. Go to around the console Facebook page because I've already put the post up on there. I'm not. I'm not signed up for that one. I'm sorry. Right, but, but, all right, I'll explain it then. Go on. I don't want, I don't want you to. I want I to do. do the rest of your notes. I want to do. I want to do it quickly. Right. <laughs> like Jody says, tell me everything, but quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting my glasses empty at this point. I'm dehydrating. The ver the first flux event that happened was from the outside contracting towards the apex which was earth and that's what happened and now on a universe most places on the outer rim are brand new galaxies and stuff they're being created all the while so obviously on those universes there's not going to be that many that much life planets and everything why are you all walking away you've already so, lost me you've already lost me when about the, about the galaxies at the edge of the universe what are you on about I said go to the round the console Facebook page right. I've already I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate here suck it I, I, I kind of think I understand you but can I say that we are four intelligent men this yeah. is also aimed at kids if we oh, are struggling no, to get our heads hang on a minute Whoa, four, four intelligent <laughs> men where <laughs> oh so well I, I, I was imagining Cliff was here as well and that you weren't Bob uh, <laughs> okay it's not aimed at kids but it's got aimed at a broad it's got a range a cover of, of different people including a younger audience yes this was more mature if we're struggling to get it from oh, the quick line hang on it's, it's, it's alienating it's some people settle down man I've I'm never feeling so agitated it must be those piles <laughs> 
try to explain it though. Well, okay. So is your butty butty bird in your bog? Hang on, the bird's going. Bob is killing me right now. Bob Back is killing me right now. The the universe, as I says, flux is on the outer rim of the universe, contracting him. The Doctor realizes the flux is happening, and puts the TARDIS in the way and stops most of it in that first episode, second episode. Yeah, yeah. So of course, cliffhanger the first one. Yeah, yeah. So the flux is stopped there and then. First time uh, round. No, that's not explained. No, it's not, no, though, is it? It's, I get that, it's, but I don't because think Because how do the Carvanista... It stops at the Carvanista sort of... Uh, the Lupari shield. And then... How they successfully do that? And then the, the TARDIS takes a bit of it, and then yeah. the Lupari shield... TARDIS stop anything. Lupari, it fails Lupari to stop anything. And it, yeah, it stops most of it. Oh, uh, the TARDIS stops most of it around the rim. It does it. It stops it. How right. do you know something? I don't. I'm tr- this I'm trying, this is, Can we just agree it that it's not Swarm, clear? Swarm does mention it as well. So I'm kind of on yeah. Sucky's side. But anyway, I'm, I'm well, bored. Come on, what? No, the rest of your notes. Yeah, I don't care about this. No, shit. No, Move no, on. Well, I don't uh, care enough. The Sontarans have all been killed, right? So they have not all been killed because it does say two of the Sontarans are unconscious in that of the ship. So there wasn't a full genocide there on the Centauran race. All oh, right, technicality. I mean, I mean, yeah. you killed brilliance, but you didn't kill, kill two of them, so it's not a genocide. Nice. Uh, and I think that's an end of my notes. Really? Wow, I was setting yeah, myself well, in then. Well, uh, I had that first whole explanation, but it's all gone. It's all on the uh, around the console I'm Facebook so, page. Never gonna Please go there, it. subscribe. And like and have a good look at that what first part. I, I know what you're saying, Sucky, and I do kind of agree with you, but the explanation was long. Rushed. It's John. No, I mean Sucky's explanation was long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the one in the show was rushed. Uh, it's John. Because I'm getting it interrupted. Is your name fucking John? You've had your say. John. <gasps> oh, darling. Are we all so are we all settled down now? <laughs> yes. Right. Has anybody read it? Jody was uh, a true highlight, proper good all the way through. Her performance is the key to this one. Um, Claire Brown was back, and I really like that because she's lovely. Um, the Carvinista's exchange with the Doctor uh, was okay. Is it making it canon that K9 is not the first dogger's doctor, uh, the first dogger doctor's ever had? There you go. That's yeah, so made canon now. Put that in. Um, so yeah, so it made it clear at last. Although I had an idea that like woman is your was the end of all space or matter but then you've got the thing about the antimatter stuff and 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 i've seen a few people go spazzing about the fact that antimatter is mentioned and omega is also mentioned in this thought am i right in saying that i've watched one of those doctor who's yeah well omega was uh experiment went wrong and it went into antimatter but it's got absolutely nothing to do with the flux yeah i know just the word antimatter yeah yeah Um, straight away yeah um, uh, so, yeah, we killed a lot of people in this episode. By the way, a lot of a lot of a lot of armies were t- killed as well. Um, Vinda and Dai's escape is way too fast and not earned. Mm. That was one of those situations where they said, "Right, we've got that. We just want to finish that bit and go on. Get it out." Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with the Grand Serpent. Um, same with. Um, uh, I don't understand why Daleks and the Cybermen would even entertain the idea of a fucking. Parlay. Yeah, with some Tyrans. Surely they know what some Tyrans are like. Yeah. With all their fleets as well, the way they yeah. took everyone there. That was a little bit... It's just crazy, that one. They're, they're all double-crossing the, races. The yeah. Soviets did uh, ally with the Germans and then were betrayed, so I guess... It, yeah. yeah, I suppose, yeah. It's been done sort of before. Context. Um, 
So, Kate Stewart is responsible for the Artron energy. What's the Artron energy? Uh, it's from the TARDIS. TARDIS. Right. Okay, cool. time, time energy kind of thing. Uh, and uh, die uh, not getting together with Dan was a disappointment, but... I think she's, I liked no, that. No. I, I, don't, I, I think she overreacted a million times, bearing it, just because he was late for a date. She that's it, never again. No, I but think it was enough. overwhelming. Oh, no. The whole yeah. kind of this is emotional. I've been cut off, and I, I don't think it was him because she doesn't. She says maybe not tomorrow. Don't she? Almost like yeah. just give yeah, me a bit of I know, time. But I think in terms of a TV program, it was kind of more or less expected that a little bit of a happy ending was entire. But it doesn't matter. Um, Doctor and Yaz, Dan interrupting them. From, from possibly Doctor saying something that she would maybe never ever say to a companion uh, and the little tear at the end it just made you feel like the, yeah the Doctor's the loneliest person in the world despite the fact she's got companions yeah because she never for, for, she can never tell them the real stuff and they're only fleeting because the Doctor's only lifespan fleeting. yep uh, this, uh, the Fob Watch plot is put on hold for R.T. Davis put, and why doesn't why she doesn't want the memories why she shouldn't open the fob watch unless she's afraid that she'll turn out to be somewhat more evil in the past than she wants that's just a fear isn't it and also you could have New Year's Eve episode then you've got fear two fear of what just fear of your past she doesn't know she doesn't know what she's been up to yeah and that's what I'm could... saying she, yeah, she, yeah, but... she'd yeah. probably find out that she wasn't very nice in the past <laughs> yeah yeah if okay. our Atropos party doctor Ruth doctor stuff is anything to go by a bit more gangster it's yeah, a, a bit, bit more shooty-shooty-killy-killy. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a contradiction what what she's coming up with, though, because she has been searching for these memories for for the past, whatever it is, few episodes anyway. And then when she has the actual memories in her hand and she gets them, she but puts the, them the, the, the really She don't. likes to be in control as well, doesn't she? So she doesn't know what's in there. She's She could be unleashing anything. Uh, uh, and also, also, don't have time. That's uh, what I was saying. <laughs> from a real point of view... <laughs> Only one hour episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. John, you got much more notes. That was it. I was Lovely. Thank you very much. Craig. Uh, I want to pick up a little bit more on the Yas storyline, uh, the Yas yes. and the Doctor. I thought that was really beautiful, actually. I loved the reunion bit when they're down in the tunnels uh, and they meet for the first time. And I kind of, I, always, I do sometimes judge the Doctor or how it's written for how they reunite with companions after a while. And I always think that the Doctor would want to hug their companion. They've missed them. She sent them that hologram. And that's exactly what this doctor does is she kind of, she says things and she goes, oh, hang on, and gives her a big hug. Yeah. And I just really liked that. And it showed that bond. And then even that little line when she's got, oh, yeah, it's Lala. oh, Dan, oh, you know, Jericho. And who's that? I like the playfulness of that, mm. the way she asks, yes, because she's a confidant. She's her eyes into that world. Um, and then coming back to what John said, just before, I loved that scene in the TARDIS, the way the Doctor opened up to her, and you got this... Almost opened up. Yeah, exactly. There was just a little bit where she, she did the whole, I'm, I, I was looking for me, and you get that seriousness. And then you get the... You, you did, it felt... I, in some, I really, in some ways, hope it isn't, but you've got a real closeness of intimacy, whether that's a chemistry or whether it's just a deep friendship is irrelevant, but you've got a real bond between them. And I, it almost felt like the, the gooseberry interrupting when Dan shouts through. Yaz is, think, Yaz is this Doctor's rose, isn't it? Yes, yeah, she is. She, But it's, I don't think that's yet been developed. It's been very slowly done. And we'll maybe find out, won't we? Yeah. The way it is. I wondered if the lines, you know, I've got a crush on you was a, 
a kind of segue into the fact that she might be quite happy to look at someone of the same sex, a kind of deliberately planted seed. Yeah, I did think that, actually. Um, I, don't th- I don't know what gender the Doctor is. I don't think the Doctor knows. I don't know, I don't think so. But I, I love the way as well, the interplay that was coming out between Dan and Yaz was so much better for me than the interplay between Yaz and Graham or Yaz and Ryan. The whole Scouse Yorkshire. Come on, Scouse, let Yorkshire show you the way. I love I liked that. It. I still think John Bishop is extremely... Terrible oh, actor. Yeah, he is. But it suits this character. I, I yeah. was thinking about uh, his acting and the, the way he portrays. He's very laconic. He's very laid back in his in his uh, yeah. when he's talking. And I think that probably best reflects how a normal person would be in that situation. Yeah. In terms of like, he wouldn't be a great expressive person. General person on the street isn't. No. You pick, no. You pick up Suki, stick him in there. He'd probably act just like that. <laughs> he wouldn't have time to act. He'd be too busy checking you're, his you're the man, you're, the, you're the man on the street when I think of when I think of a man on the street, Sucky. <laughs> Homeless. No. Swaying no, <laughs> along. Just your, you're just your everyday fella. Uh, yeah, no, I, I take that on board. You know, it's um, he does a, he does a job, I suppose. Um, and he has he's had a, he had he has had some great moments in this, and he has mm. been funny on occasion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Craig. Yeah, um, I loved, the, we haven't mentioned it yet, particularly, I think, but daring to go back to a conversation with Sucky, I did like the resolve of the flux going into passenger. I thought it was yeah, simple. It was cool. And, yeah, and simple, yeah. Yeah, simple and effective and well and truly established from the previous five episodes that the passenger is pretty much en- endless. And I like the fact that Diane came up with it, even though she wasn't a massive part of the six stories, it kind of, it gave her the, uh, the, the, the role in it. And I just thought it was really lovely. The same, again, going back to what John said with the fact that, you know, the, the matter and the antimatter, it was really simple to understand that the flux is antimatter, you put loads of matter in its way and it slowly gets absorbed, so it's killing some of it. I thought that was a really nice, simple... It wasn't just sci-fi... That's not how matter and antimatter interact. I know, but it worked in my brain. I know, I know. This is the way this story... Yeah, employing this the the way this thing happens. It's better than reverse of polarity or whatever. It just made sense. It was simple and effective, and I liked it. And on a really uh, two more things two lines I loved. Uh, one was when she was talking to the Grand Serpent, was it was, and she goes, I'm going to put you on the very naughty step. Yeah, I just thought cool. that was really some sweet one-liners. And when Di says, having lived in Liverpool for three years, uh, and in my third year at uni, spent an awful lot of time in between exams playing Laser Quest, which was very... That was funny. That was a time. good line. I loved it. it. Yeah, I just really, because really, I could visually, it took me straight back to my uni days playing Laser Quest in Liverpool. And it was just, well, how did you, I loved it. It's just, it was really great. So they're my final cool. thoughts, really. But I love to see that development of Yaz coming in there. I'd be interested we'll find to see out. whether something happens. Uh, oh. Because, I mean, Calvinista, um, Vinder and Bell have got a nice little spin-off if they want it. Yeah. Can I just ask? I, there was a few rumours, and I think it is just rumours, about Yaz staying on with the new Doctor. No, we don't know, do well, we? Well, that's what I then saw repose saying it's so she, glad to see that Yaz has been confirmed. It's like, no. I ain't seen it confirmed anywhere. No. It's not, has it? We, we're not no. a podcast that's not speculating no. rumours sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just um, had not to miss something. I didn't think I had. No, no. she's just it's way too soon for stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it'll be what it'll be. Yeah, um, exactly. Cool. Right, well, two... You finished, Craig, sorry. Yep, I'll, I'll finish, yeah. Wipe uh, two words, Craig. You go first. Oh, dead straightforward. Epic adventure. It's what we cool. said right at the beginning. Epic adventure. Sucky, your two words. Satisfying ending. Ooh. Cool. Um, John? Uh, frantic finale. 
Oh, mine is just thank you. I've absolutely <laughs> loved it. I fucking loved it. It's been for me That's the second time it's been thank you, hasn't it? Well, good. He wants more thank yous. He wants six massive thank yous. He does need loads of thank yous. Absolutely, I think. Uh, and, and like, thank you by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> but well, personally, I have I absolutely loved this series of Doctor Who. It's been for me the best best thing that that New Who's brought back without a doubt. Um, so yeah, thank you. I mean, I would echo that, Bob. It is. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I can't, it, it, I, can't I can't wait to get my box set and watch it all in a few months' time, just back to back. You know, um, weird. I won't be doing that, but yeah, yeah, you, you that's, do. That's, that's I've got a dilemma on that because I'm. Yeah. Do I buy Flux the box set or do I wait and see if they're going to do Flux and the three because, specials uh, as a box set? Yeah. And I, I don't know which way well, to go on that's that. The, that's the risk we run, isn't it, Craig? It as is. Doctor Who DVD and Blu-ray buyers, we're always it, buying again. I'm giving yeah. away. I'm giving away season seventeen to my mate tomorrow because the Blu-ray is coming in it. But you know, it's just that it's just the life of a Who fan, isn't it? It is. Right, cool. player is your friend. I was going to say I play, but it's all free, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, right. Well, before we hear from our Cliff, because uh, Cliff unfortunately has not been able to join us tonight, he's, but he sent us some audio feedback. Uh, and we, and he was awake though, so that's that's good. Yeah. Um, At least he let us know. I was hanging yeah. around where he might yeah, be dead. True. And true. we hand yeah, over to hand over to Sucky and uh, his kids, which has been a brilliant section. I've really really enjoyed that in this uh, in this podcast. We're all, okay. we're all fans of the kids. They're all yeah, superstars. The kids, They're the, better than fucking mm-hmm. Sucky every day. <laughs> I've always said that. That's what I've encouraged. Make sure you're better than me. But no, thank you very much. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, mm. So that's uh, so thanks, yeah. But, um, thanks. But we've got some things to do. So uh, we're going to be bringing out a Christmas episode on Christmas Day, uh, and the way we're going to be selecting this is rolling a D6 dice, which is probably like a normal dice, but for D and D nerds like us, it's a D6. Um, so we've all picked an episode of uh, a Christmas special. Um, from Doctor Who's past, and I'm going to roll on it. So, um, Craig, what episode of Doctor Who Christmas special have you picked, please? Uh, I picked the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Oh, Sucky, what have you picked? I've picked the first one, Christmas Invasion. Yeah, John. I have not got the list and even looked. So uh, I'm going to pick the Feast of <laughs> Stephen. The Feast of... That's the Dalit Master Plan, you know, 12, 12 parts. 12 John, parts. please, can I beg you, please, can I beg you to rethink very quickly. What season's that? It's William Hartnell. It's not even in well, existence. It's, right, it's okay, no, I definitely don't fucking want that. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to piss everybody off, I'm going to go with the Voyage of the Damned. Oh, really? Oh, I love you, John. <laughs> well, Cliff has also picked the Doctor, the, uh, the 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 Widow and the Wardrobe. The Doctor, the Widow, the Wardrobe. Yeah, and I was, but with my heart, I would go with the Christmas Invasion personally, because I fucking love that for the first time I watched that. But I don't think I'd have the same love on rewatch. But the one I can't really remember was the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. So yes. I'm going to pick that. Oh, so between one to six, John is one, Sucky is two, I am three, Cliff is four, Craig is five, and the six is roll again. So, it's three, it's me, it's the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. So we'll be reviewing that for a Christmas Day special. Which, which um, one's that which one? Will Matt be out Smith. It's a Matt Smith no, one, which, what, what episode, what is it? Uh, Matt, it's the Matt Smith Christmas special. Alexander Armstrong from Earth. I can't remember anything. I can't thing. remember much about it. It's set in the war. Yeah, it's a, a war missing dad. widow. Yeah, the, the, the husband has flown away and has gone missing in action. And the doctor suddenly turns up as a caretaker of the house. Yeah. 
Yeah, or, I can't, I can't remember. Is this the one with the wood tree things? It is, isn't it? Or is yeah. that a don't spoil it for me. Because I, I can't I saw remember. Like You've seen it before, Bob. I know, but literally. I can't remember. That's really literally why I chose it, is because I cannot remember it. I think I put that in my message. You didn't have to. I'm really this. excited. So that's, yeah, that's what we'll be doing next. And the host will be, because we're now randomly picking a, a host, uh, number two, Sucky, your hosting. Okay, dokey. So, yeah, the doctor. Just make sure you turn up. And the wardrobe and Sucky host, if you don't fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, set your alarm, Sucky, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much indeed for joining us on this Flux journey. We will now hear from Cliff and Sucky and his kids. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, lovelies. Hello all, it's Cliff, Sheps, that is, from around the console. I'm up there today with my fellow comrade nerds because um, I might have COVID, don't know yet. Anyway, what I'm going to do is my review for the last episode of the flux the finale for this season what did i think well first off confusing definitely at first felt rushed felt everything was a little bit tied up too soon for me but this could be the, because of the it should have been a 10 episode we got to condense it down to six and this is where we lost the running of it after a rewatch i did fully enjoy it I like the way that the Doctor was split over with three. Again though, there is certain characters who've had such a large build-up, we didn't really get to see their prowess. Oh, that's the right word, John will let me know if it wasn't. And we wanted to see a bit more of them, especially the evil snake dude. Didn't really see much of him. The last episode he came across quite cunning, conniving. This one is sort of in the background. Swarm, I would have liked more of them investigating where they was from and what they was doing. In my own theory, Shep's theory, that they was part of the Katura and split away from them many years ago in the dark. So Vinder and Bell, yeah, well that was inevitable that they'll meet up, wouldn't they? It would have been pretty sad if one of them had died. And they got a pet dog at the end. That was quite a nice turn off. Very sad for his entire crewmates to have been killed at the time. The Dalek and the Cybermen. This is the part which I thought was a bit too rushed. Again, due to the fact that they've had to condense it down. Uh, all in all, from the beginning of this entire series, I've loved it. It has been an adventure. There's been some swinging roundabouts to it as well. And if you really wanted to poke at it, you could do. But I've enjoyed it. And it's kept the spirit of around a console alive because we all had a good laugh, discussion, and many theories was thrown around. And I have to say, many of the theories didn't come to any fruition in the end, but no problem. The Doctor having the watch at the end, that felt positive to me. I would have been pretty gutted if the watch would have mysteriously just been lost and then that's it. And it would have been for another adventure to find it. The fact that she's got it, could open many avenues and doors in the future. All in all, I gave the entire series of what we just watched a solid 9 out of 10. I'm only losing one point due to the fact that this last episode felt rushed. Now it's not really their fault due to the COVID. I would have liked to span out a little bit more. Also, did you not think that Diane seemed a little bit too clever of how to get rid of the floats the last bit in the passenger? Anyway, can't wait to hear you guys. Can't wait to be on again. See you all. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to the feedback section of 
around the console. And I'm here again with my kids for this final episode of this uh, Doctor Who Flux. And I've got Lucky and Arjun again. Say hello, guys. Hello. Right, uh, first of all, what did you guys think of that first, uh, that final episode? Um, the final episode was good. Um, quite a lot was ex- explained as well about what the flux was, and um, I'm quite interested in like the fob watch as well. The at the end, I think that's gonna come in the finale or something of like her last episode. Okay, so the, the specials will concentrate on the fob watch, possibly, or maybe just the final final special. Could be, uh, um, there's depends what they do. All oh, right, okay. What about you, Lucky? Um. I, I think it was quite nice. It was nice. I like I enjoyed watching it. I think because it's like such a part of a series, it's nice to see the story build up so you're much more interested as you go along. And I think my favourite part of the episode was the three doctors, which is split. I quite liked it, it was quite funny. Like I like and I think it just worked well with like how the season went, like she had to do so much, but it was quite a nice it was quite nice just, I think it was quite a nice plot twist sort of thing to see that. Um, the ending, though, I feel like he wrapped it up. It was a bit underwhelming. Like just his the flux just went into the passenger, like and then that was it. And it kind of ended, which you know isn't bad, but it didn't really. I felt like there was so much going on, and it wrapped up just like that. Not like it's fine to it's fine to wrap it up like that, but it, there wasn't much to it. It just happened as like how big was a the flux then like how big of a threat was it? Yeah, I, I can explain all that. Uh, I don't know, which I probably will do in the main episode, part of this episode. Mm. So, but I'll explain to you guys what I thought now, mm. so that we all know, which is that the ood minimise the effect yeah. of the flux. I was thinking that because I watched it with you just now, and I, yeah. I, rem- I remember that part, so that makes sense. So the ood minimises the, the effect of the flux yeah. as much as it could. Yeah. The the Suntaran the ships took, also. took took them away from Earth, and they were in deep space, away from everywhere, to the spot where the flux final flux event begins, starts, so it's at the beginning. Yeah. Right, it isn't at the end or in the middle, it's at the beginning just as it's manifesting itself. So then the when the Lapari ships, the Dalek Cybermen and Suntari ships absorb most of the antimatter yeah. that's created by this new flux event final flux event, only a small bit then gets through the Lupari ship. Shields. Right, which you just see like holes appearing in the shield. And that's what when the passenger comes into it when he absorbed the remaining bit of flux event energy. Yeah, it makes so sense. So that everything, it isn't a massive flux thing that happens. It's just a small amount of flux that happens. Does that explain it to you? That makes more sense. But I feel like they should have really much, not they should have addressed that, made it more clear in the show, I think. But it I, makes well, sense. Well, I only watched it twice. And on the second time, I made my notes and it became clear as to what actually happened. So I think... A first time view probably would be like what's first going time on? view would probably think what the hell is going on and most people are going to be first time yeah viewers. they aren't going to be most of them won't watch it again, again twice yeah right whereas us Doctor Who fans yeah. will watch it twice three times four times whatever and Get I it, picked it yeah. I picked up most of the stuff on the second viewing on the first viewing I just let it wash over me and enjoyed the episode yeah. as it was going along second viewing I just picked everything up that. Uh, Chris Chibnall and actually put in the episode I think it wouldn't be like it would be like a two second thing you'd like say Mandip could have asked 
Jodie why it happened so clear it could explain like it's like that's like like a minute of the show so that wouldn't have been bad to explain a bit at the end how well, it worked as you said as you guys well said there's a lot of things going on in this episode right and having a look a little two more a minute two minute scene right to explain what exactly is happening maybe it was a bit too much they could have done it easily mm. right because they had this whole suntarium with the chocolate thing right which that which was like a two three minute scene which they could have just somewhat found yeah. another way of getting Jerry Cow and, yeah. and Claire onto the ship yeah sure. right taking that out just to have an explanation right at the end but as most people have said why they 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 seem to just dislike this era because there's always a lot of exposition. There's always this happening, or the doctor standing around saying things. But this time round, he hasn't explained everything. You just picked it up as you watched the episode, which is what I did. Yeah. All right, so I think the way Chibnall's actually layered this episode out for people to enjoy, right, is the best way because you then pick it up yourself instead of... All of a sudden, right at the end, the doctor goes, "Oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening." So that being spoon-fed sort of thing. Yeah, it's a case of show, not tell, and that's what they seem to have done. Yeah. But we shall now go on to the little bits of feedback that we've had. So we'll start with. Yeah. Hal Townsend. They said that was incredible. Short and sweet there from our Hal. Thank you very much. Next we have uh, Greg Cummings. It has taken long enough, but finally Jodie got a script worthy of her. That's yeah. Nice. Thank you there, Greg. What do you think, jo- What do you think of Jodie in this? She was really good. I think this yeah. episode she was quite good actually. I did really enjoy. I think she's been a good doctor generally, but I think today I really did like this last episode. She was right. very much on it. And you as well, Arjun? Yeah, I think her, her performance was better this season because she's used to being like the doctor now. She's used to the doctor. She's got used to the role. Like. Yeah. Uh, we'd go on to Jada Wilkerson. Such conflicted emotions. I'll need to watch this a couple of more times. If they didn't reverse the destruction of the flux, that means the universe is still empty and the three big bad alien race of Doctor Who are reduced to nothing. Division is still out there somewhere and I never got to see another Lipari. Still loved the episode. Oh, yeah. I think it would have been better to show the Lupari dying, maybe. But I don't. Did you actually see a different Lupari at all? Another Lupari? No. I think they probably made the one costume for the actor Craig Eld. True. Right. And they thought if they uh, forked out for another costume, it'd just uh, a bit too much on the expensive side. So, yeah, to be. To be. To be bad, to to see the Lupari being killed off screen was a bit of a, a disappointment. But I did think they did that scene well, I can't lie. I think the music was quite... I think the music was actually very well this this episode, I remember that. But I think when they told Carvinista that his his race had died out, I think that was quite a good scene, the way it was played. Like the music was right, the emotion was right, and I think the, the dialogue was right in that scene. So even though it would have been nice to see him, but... It somehow worked. I think the death that scene where and Jericho scene worked as well. There, those those two scenes worked quite well, I think. Okay, we'll get to Jericho later. Somebody's mentioned him later, uh, but yeah, the scenes where Carvinista just stands still and stares at the Santaran, mm. right, and then threat just gonna kill, destroy all the uh, Santarans. Yeah, great scene. Right, next we have Max Van Der Wiele. I don't know how I feel about the season. It started good to 
too great the first five episodes but i feel like they i feel like they where they have written for 10 slash 12 episode series i about like they've written where they've written for 12 slash 10 10 slash 12 episodes but series. i feel like they were written for a 10 or 12 episode series oh yeah uh, episode six they were like shit this is a series finale we need to wrap things up quite rushed yeah right so what max i get it but then there wasn't when you think about season six episode six what was they wrapped everything up like you said would they have needed how many episodes more to wrap it up well from what i've been reading and listening and listening to this was supposed to be an eight episode series with one final episode uh, later on but they changed it all to a six episode series and changed it to two specials and then a third one was added uh, to complete the final uh, complete Jodie's era right so they they crunched what probably was an eight episode possibly ten episode series into six episodes so a lot of things was sort of crammed into that final episode Uh, other people have says they could have gone to an extra two episodes in there but then i don't think i think six was good i just think they had a lot of unnecessary characters and a lot of unnecessary storylines who were the unnecessary characters i feel like the great the grand serpent i have absolutely no idea what I he think did Belle as well no bells i guess mm. just... i don't understand the grand serpent he went for unit but what was he trying to achieve with the centaurans exactly um, I get, but I did like his ending with Vinda. I like how Vinda put him to exile. That I like that, but I don't really see the point. And I like Kate Stewart, 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 but I didn't see how she changed the course of the series either. Like, like I feel like that and Diane. I like Diane. How she at the end she saved the world, but still I feel like was she necessary as well. Yeah, there seems to be uh, that seems to be mentioned a couple of places. There seems to be a lot of characters whose storylines could have been wrapped up a lot earlier, Wouldn't or it? were not even necessary. I mean, Joseph Williamson, great. He was there as a character oh that God. suddenly appeared in four or five of the episodes where he just popped in, uh, just said a few words, quite blustery and uh, in your face sort of character, and then he comes in this final episode. Uh, explains what he's done, how he, in a calm, measured manner, and then the doctor shows him the door, basically says, you have to leave. Yeah, so you've done your work, and yeah. I thought, oh, maybe he's going to come back, and you're just saying, like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to see you. I don't understand the point of him making a city underneath the... Yeah, but he's got, he's he's seen the future, he's seen other things, he's trying to make sure he can do something to help, help. right? And the only thing he can think of is maybe making a city under the... Uh, but then under... how does that contribute to the overall um, plot line? Like, what was it, doesn't, he... it doesn't contribute to the overall plot line, he's just there as a character that discovered these time-space fractures in Liverpool. And that was because of the flux? Might have been due to the flux, probably was due to the flux. But yeah, that's why he's there. Mm, that mm, that yeah. one probably wasn't necessary, either, to be fair. It wasn't necessary. But but I like the the I like the planet of Atropos. That was quite nice. Planet of Atropos. It didn't actually appear in this story. And I, I feel like I still liked it for some reason. No, it didn't really do much. But no, I, I, that did more. I like that. Actually, it did appear. It did, right I at did the end like when it. time appeared. I like that planet. Yeah. Right, we have our next piece of feedback, and that's from Elizabeth Hull. 
As the flux is destroyed, it is the same universe and there is no reset. What happened to all the destroyed planets, including the rest of the solar system? There no, there's nowhere for Doctor Who to go at this time or going forward. All these stories set further in the future can't happen. See, I've, I've explained it from what I've watched on the telly as to how what what's happened there. Right, and that the, all these that final flux event didn't really actually happen, right? It was destroyed right at the beginning of its start, the start of its uh-huh. uh, progress, like it so was destroyed there. The past didn't happen. No, the original flux that started everything off that happened. That was rev- that was uh, taken out, or it just came to its natural end. Oh, okay. And then this final flux event. The one that they were all trying to find the date of and yeah. when it was supposed to start. And then you had the psychic um, centre oh. with Claire and Jericho trying to find out where it was going to start. Right, so this, that, that's why the Centaurs could get there with the other armies and destroy the other armies and escape behind the shield. Oh. That's what that was, all that was about. Right, do you get it? Yeah, I, I get kind of it, yeah. All right, uh, well, we'll go on to the next bit of uh, feedback. We've got Jim McCornish. No, sorry, Jim McCormish. Yeah. Does anyone have an explanation as to why Azure got a lighter sentence from the division than Swarm? He was imprisoned for eternity, whereas she was allowed to go and live out her life as a human. No explanation as to why, as far as I can see, I was waiting for this to be somehow relevant in the final final episode. Mm. Yes, uh, well, mm. you saw right at the beginning in that first episode, you saw Azua in that body of a woman, mm. and she was, whatever was coming for her, she destroyed that little um, drone thing. Yeah. And then she be, then she was made whole again. Yeah, yeah. Or escaped the body that she was inhabiting, but why she? Jim wants to know why she why? was in that body instead of like trapped on. Uh, That's true, actually. Maybe they had, they had different fears. I mean, like maybe someone didn't like to be exiled. She couldn't be herself. Like that's why she had to be human. Don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know why she had a, as uh, Jim says, a lighter sentence than uh, her brother. I don't know. Mm. Right. We go on to Fiona Broderick. Um, honestly, I cannot put into words how much I enjoyed Flux. Yeah, there was elements of the ending that seemed a bit rushed, but all, all the same, there was quali- quali- equ- e- there was equally, if not more, excellent payoffs throughout, and that weren't bogged down with aiming to satisfy on a rudimentary, on a rudimentary, on a ru- rudimentary, no rudimentary, arbitrary level. Every significant character had purpose. Nothing made sense. There was no one true force to be reckoned with. If anything, the best thing about Flux was that it was a story about the victims of a mass extinction event versus those who seek to, seek to take advantage of said event for their own gain. Regardless of its brutality, futility, this season has put Jodie on par with Capaldi, McCann, McGann and McCoy as one of my all-time favourite doctors. Questionable and flexible morality, but still with that spark of hope and narcissism that makes a doctor while the doctor. Right, so she's... (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I think it was true. I think I guess it's uh, it is a story about mass extinction. To be fair, that's like Bell and Vinda fall into it. Bell and Vinda were they part of a mass extinction event? Yeah, because their planet. That's why she left the planet, and that she went. He went back to it, and the one was like their planet. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, there, Fiona. We go on to Brian Smith. As seemingly, as seemingly as some other baddies were easily defeated, I don't think we've seen the last of Grand Serpent swarm and Azure. The Doctor's memory wash is still active, and I think contains the answers to the house and much more. I suspect some of these answers will get solved in the regeneration episode. We shall see. Unless, of course, RTD reckons the last three seasons, that would be more annoying in the long for me. Oh, yeah. like if he resets the season, like he resets yeah. it. Yeah, so Brian thinks that some of these baddies that we've had in this season are going to come back somehow. But even if they're down, he just doesn't want uh, Russell T. Davies to wreck on the, uh, the last three seasons to out of existence, which... Would be a shame because I enjoyed this last season, last few years. I don't think he won, will they? I mean, no. He has he has says that uh, he's enjoying Christian Mills' uh, oh. things that he's done. Uh, he has said it on a couple of occasions. Right, we'll go on to Richard Vassy. I enjoyed the flux arc. The story was well written, acted, and with great special effects. I hope it is nominated for a BAFTA. Hmm. Yeah. So the special effects were excellent. Oh I yeah, thought. yeah, I definitely agree with that. Especially, I believe. Did, what do you guys think of the uh, the destruction of the uh, alien armies? Oh, like when uh, the Dalek and Cyberman ships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there was good. I can't. I, I do. There were quite a few places I did enjoy the special effects. I think it was. I like. Was it? I think it was something about division. I quite liked. I don't know what there was. Quite. A, there was a lot of effects I did like. I like during the week with angels. When there was light and day, were they in the middle? Yes, yes. I quite, I, I quite like. I don't know. And then you could see the universe at the end of the village. Mm. And that was, I think that was quite a good effect. The other one I quite like was in this episode was uh, the Doctor when she's seen the rickety house oh, where her yeah, memories are. Definitely. She and all the uh, the surroundings are all black and white. And we're, we're swarming azure on their normal colours. Like mm. I thought that was a great, great special effect that they had there. Nice. We'll go on to uh, Max Kane. I am not sure about this one. I liked a lot of it, but the ending felt incomplete. I am fine with them keeping the Doctor's past lives still a secret, but it kind of annoys me that they did not resolve the flux completely. They should have at least addressed the fact that most of the universe is still in ruin. The conflict with the final flux events and the ravagers was also solved far too quick and easy. It's, tip- it's a typical Chibnall way of resolving things and it really annoyed me. Flux is a strong series but now that the final is out, the issues can't be denied anymore. It's great in- entertainment with a lot of problems. What do you think of what Max says there? Does uh, the way that Chris Chibnall actually resolved all these uh, plot points I mean, I I, could, I personally seem to see, think that he has resolved most of the plot points in this story, mm. apart from the fob watch, uh, and other things that most people have been upset about that I've seen elsewhere, is like the Bell and Vinda being the Doctor's parents, but nowhere, nowhere at all has anybody 
within the production has said the Bell and Vinder and Doctors mm. it's speculation from the fans because that's what they wanted mm. or that's what they w- didn't want to see so they've they've worked it up into such a thing right that they, they, they think that that's what it should have been but of course it never happened it, it didn't happen in the story so yeah. they're all either upset or they're just thinking oh well done and all this but it never it was never mentioned that they were the uh, yeah, the right. Doctor's parents or really important to the doctor's life yeah, at, at all. all yeah they're just or, his pa- or their past yes true actually probably mentioned uh, and I say, as I says the flux I think has been resolved right so that's finished uh, division might be another thing altogether division might still be out there but the flux has been resolved uh, we'll go on to Christopher Chatfield I thought it was wonderful, only does anyone still wonder what is happening to the TARDIS as it still looks cracked and broken in the trailer pics for the next fantastic, super fantastic fun fest on New Year's Day that is called Eve of the Daleks. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why the Daleks are back again for New Year's Eve. That's what they've, uh, they want in this new special, so the Daleks are back in that one which we saw the little trailer of at the end of the episode, mm. but what do you think? Uh, happening with the TARDIS is it still cracked broken or is uh, the because it's been away from the Doctor and events of uh, I think uh, he looked quite when the last scene between Mandip and Jodie when Dan was going to go find his bedroom he looked normal I think yeah but I'm not sure maybe just fixed itself because the flux was gone or it was still broken you couldn't see it massively if the TARDIS was broken to be fair because it's quite a dark room anyway Okay, uh, we'll go on to the wonderful Jeff Waddell. It's been a cracking season and I don't get what all the negativity is about. Genuine scary moments at times has looked as good as anything in the cinema. Jodie has absolutely rocked it. The Suntines episode and Angels episode have been as good as any single episode since the show came back. Yes, the finale never wrapped up all the threads, but there's time yet. And anyway, which finale has... The first season I can genuinely say there hasn't been a low point and as such would easily be my favourite since the show returned. Seemed to be in the minority but I love this era and bollocks to the naysayers. You're going to the naughty step for swearing. (laughs) No, I'm joking, I'm joking. It it is a nice series. I think it's nice because it's a part, it's like a six part series. That's what I like. That makes it different for everything else. But I don't know if I'd personally watch it again. You won't watch it again? I don't know if I could watch it again. Not even after... What about you, Arjun? But then I have re-watched All New Who about five times. Only yeah. missed out Mortal of Mars and some of Peter and Clara's episodes. That's it. Right. Because a bit boring. Okay. But I like Bills. All right, OK. What about you, Arjun? Would you watch this whole series again? Um, Possibly. I like the Angels episode and the St. Yeah, one, like I said. Some probably those ones. Right, uh, we've got on to the fir- the fifty first Doctor. A massive disappointment. No twists or revelations. Too much going on as usual, and very anticlimactic. Climactic. Four out of ten. Okay, so the fifty first Doctor didn't enjoy it that much. And we've got uh, Paul at Paul Gregory. 
hugely enjoyable to watch, but not very satisfying to think about. Locations believable, new characters fab, but questions raised were ducked as easily as 13 ducked swarm. The one thing worse than a reset button is not pressing one and ignoring the consequences on a galactic scale. Cheers for that, Paul. Thank you very much. Uh, so we go on to Custom Who by Dave Ship, and for all those that want to follow Dave Ship, he's at, at the Dave Ship on Twitter. And if you do follow him, he puts up some excellent photos of he model uh, the the Doctor Who models that he has mm. against backgrounds that he's uh, created uh, either digitally or in his back garden, basically mm. uh, by the looks of it. And they are some really really striking pictures so check him out on twitter very satisfied with the last epi- with the final episode the three doctors split away allowed 13 to be at the heart of the story enough wrapped up and enough resolved to satisfy this viewer some top class visual elements as well the program has never looked better mm, that is very, that's a very good plus i do agree this has been a very good stunning sort of visual sort of series yeah Okay, so that was our last bit of feedback. Now, I just want to see what the these two are looking for. Whether these two are looking forward to uh, the New Year's episode? Yeah, it's got um. Oh, what's her name? from the the, the the shop, the Irish comedian. Oh, Ash, Ashleen B. Yeah, yeah, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's in what? She's hilarious. She's hilarious. She's in that show, the shopping show. What's the shopping show? She was the employee, Amber. The green one. Trollied. Trollied. <laughs> yes, she was actually. She was in yes. Trollied, yeah. yeah, yeah, she yeah was I remember her now, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah she's a gr- good comedian yeah, actress. She, yeah. And she's uh, she's getting a big reputation because I think she's in a big uh, Hollywood film. It's in Home Alone, isn't it? Or something. Home, Home, yes, Home, Home Alone. Alone, that's it. The Home, it? Home Alone, she's, Sweet Alone. She's the mom. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are looking forward to that. Now, I also want to thank you, Pear, for coming on. Oh, wait, I have one more thing to say. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Sorry. You know the part where Division, where the Swarm and Azura, Azura interrogate the Doctor, and she's like, why do you want to save the universe so much? What has it done for you? So why do you, why do you prefer life? And then, I don't know if Swarm said this, he was like, the Doctor... She is the universe. And I was like, oh my god, is this is this the relevant? Is this this the whole is this the whole is this the point? Is the doctor you the universe? And I was thinking that is such a good plot line. It makes sense why she wants everything to live and she she's hurt when people die. But that wasn't even the plot line, it's carried on. I thought oh, so I was such a good that would have been a such a good plot line. That conversation you're talking about was Swarm and Azura. I took uh, not, the Doctor and Azura. I took in a different way in that it's all about faith. And the way these uh, Azure and Swarm have their faith on having destruction as their main belief, ah. whereas the Doctor has her faith in life being her main belief. Yeah. And this is the whole thing right at the end as well, when time just does something to Swarm and Azure and they vanish. Azure says Ascension. She's got her yeah. uh, calling her. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, time is well. Time is up. As in, mm. the, what she wanted at the end yeah. was to be blessed by her, yeah. her saviour, which is time. Yeah. Her, from what I can see, a god yeah. basically. And they were her. They were time's Disciple. acolytes. Yeah. They were their Disciple. disciples, they, right? And yeah. that's what all that that conversation there with the doctor the comes right at the end. Oh, 
oh. with a, a, a swarm and azure being ascended to wherever yeah. they want to go to by their god. So like in a sense, Azura and Swarm with time and like Doctor's like space sort of thing, because she wants to save the universe, just space, and they just want time. Oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. <laughs> uh. Well done. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that. Doctor being space and the time being time. But um, yeah, but I, honestly, I would have been such a good plotline if she was the universe. It makes sense why she she's she was by the rat, she was by a wormhole at the start of the universe. And then she literally, she can't stand like death, like, because that maybe cuts her and her, her in the universe. That would have been like, I actually would like that as a plot line. That would have made sense. I would have gone with her whole life, why she wants to save all the time. Okay, why she okay. Why save the universe. Right, anyway, I'm going to have to wrap this up. I mm. uh, hope you guys will be back for... New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Right, and uh, we'll go from there, but... I'll have a chat with the lads as well, whether we want you to read out the uh, the feedback for all the classic stuff that we're going to be doing as well. That's fine. No? Oh, I don't mind classic who. I've watched some. <laughs> I'll make you watch it. I've watched some. Right, watch. all right. No worries. So what we'll do, uh, just say goodbye, guys, and see uh, we'll see you in the new yeah, year. It's nice seeing you guys. Bye. Bye.